0: Jesus Christ, Father, we come this evening to glorify your name, to praise you, to worship you, Father, because you are worthy to be praised. You are the only one who are worthy, Father, to be glorified. May the honor and the glory return to you and to you only, Father. You are the fairest of 10,000 for our soul, Father. You deserve everything that our heart can give, Father. We give everything that we have to you, Father. You are the master, you are the king, you are the lord of lords, you are a husband, you are the bridegroom father. We love you with all our heart, and we thank you father, lord Jesus Christ. Father we come this evening with this request that has been presented not to man but presented so that we can present it to you. Father, Lord, you have raised the prophet in this last age and you told him, Father, if he is sincere, not even cancer could stand in his presence, Father. We are still under the same anointing and we believe, Father, the same angel is here. The same pillar of fire is here, Father. Nothing is hard for the Lord. Nothing is more difficult for our master. Father, you can calm the storm. You can calm the wind, Lord. May you come in this situation, Father, where the doctors have failed. May the physician the great physician take over, Father. You are the only true healer, Father. You are the only one who can restitute and recreate cells, Father. May you intervene in this situation, Lord. We send the word of God, yeah. Father, to our sister. May you visit her. May you touch her. May the angel of the Lord be upon her, Father, and comfort her. And remind her that she that you are still the healer, Father. Lord, we will give you the glory and the honor. Father, may you intervene, Lord. We, we have sung, we have confessed your word that you have Heal her. The prophet said, even if you had to come here, Father, you wouldn't do something more different because you have already done it, Father. Lord, we came the blood of Jesus Christ. You have promised your word, Father, that the angels shall stand between his sickness and us, Father. May the angels stand between this leukemia and our sister, Father. Lord, we pray that you intervene in the mighty name, in the glorious way, Father, and all the glory we return to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we humble ourselves before we give you again. May we speak to our heart, Father, for the remainder of the service. May we, Father, put the man aside. And may you use the lips of a man, Father, to speak the word of truth. Only the truth can set us free, Father. Lord, we rema- we, rema- we, we yield ourselves to you. Rededicate our lives to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mary. Thank you, musicians. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of the faces we have not we have not seen for a long, long time. I guess you were on vacations. <laughs> Welcome back. Just consider as you were on vacation. So, and uh, but it's good to see everyone. We are part of one body, one family. We need one another, even though we don't see each other. But we know that we are sharing something more powerful, more stronger. Nothing can separate us from that, Amen. because we are united to one thing. Amen. Christ, love you. Amen. I invite you to go to the Word. Probably kept you long, and the verse that I'm going to sing, or oh, the verse I'm going to read, not to sing, is. Uh, is also long. Psalm eighty-six. Let's read it all together. Um, Psalm eighty-six. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou, my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice, the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plant us in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made, shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great, and thou doest wondrous things, thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth, unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord, my heart, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O oh God, the proud that risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not have not set thee, have not set thee before them. But thou, O oh Lord, thou art a good, a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. O oh, turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, hast helped me and comforted me. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. again to Malachi 4, scripture that we know, Malachi 4, 5, 6, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. How I many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I would like to, I'd like to share with you this evening a thought, a small thought. I'd like to take that from the, from the Bible and a psalm that we have read. In Psalm 11, it says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name i like to preach. I'd like to share with you the thought about the uniting of the heart. David is crying unto the Lord here, Unite my heart to fear thy name. Unite my heart to fear thy name. And as I read or listened to this to the Bible, to this portion of the Scripture, it just struck my heart to think about it. And then later on I found out that the prophet preached a message about it. And using the scripture, he preached the message uniting the uniting time, uniting time and sign. He used the scripture, especially that portion where it's talking about the uniting, uniting of the heart. I think we believe we are living in a time of, the, of, the, of, the, of uniting. The prophet in that message himself, he would say, Jesus has said in his coming will be as a thief in the night when the people will be unaware of his coming. But there were some of the virgins that went to meet him. Half of them had oil in their lamp and was ready. They were watching for that sign. And that's who I'm speaking to tonight. See, to those who are looking for the sign now, the sign of his coming. Amen. So there will be a portion of the people we will not have, will not be looking for that sign. They were not expecting it. They didn't have any desire for it. They were just there. They were, they were sleeping. But they, didn't, they were not expecting it. They were not waiting for it. But there was another group that were waiting for it. They were waiting for that sign. And they were, they were preparing themselves for that sign. They were preparing for something to be manifested. And they had oil in their lamp. And we believe that we can identify ourselves to the second group. To the wise virgin, not only those who stay at the step of sanctification, but those who go a step further until they re- have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's those that I'm talking to, and I believe that those I'll be talking to, and I want it to be as an encouragement is for those who are born again, those who have received the Holy Ghost, those who are in Christ. As long as you are in Christ, the message for you is a message of grace. Amen. It's a message of grace it's not the message of judgment it's a message of grace amen those who have seen the sign, I believe we are the one who have seen the sign. We have seen the sign. We are not expecting for another sign to come. We have already received the sign. We have already seen the last sign that has been given to Abraham. We have received that sign in our age. And we have identified that we are living in the end of the end of time. We know that there is only one thing remaining. is the catching away. Amen. We are already in that cycle of the rapture. We are not waiting for any other major event. The only event that we are waiting is to go home, amen. amen. That's what we are waiting for, and we are getting ourselves ready for that event to come upon, our, upon to, to come in our lives, amen. amen. We are walking in harmony with the master, we are walking in harmony with our husband, we are walking in harmony with the word, and we have to work in harmony with the word, amen. amen. As a message believer, we can see and we understand that this is a uniting time. This is the there is a spirit in the age, it's a spirit of union, the spirit of 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 gathering together, and everything is about union, union, union. I want to spare your time, spare, spare your time mentioning many of those things: union of churches, union of countries, union of government, and the union of this, union of that. Union of the Catholic and the Orthodox Union of Religions. Today we can hardly make a difference between the Protestant and the Catholic because they all are claiming almost the same thing. Amen. How can two people work together if they don't agree? Amen. There is everything's about gathering, gathering. I believe in the things even that we are going through. It's uniting certain countries, uniting certain governments, uniting certain people. Even they're putting some of the differences around the side in order to be united, in order to do certain things. The prophet gives us in the middle of that all gathering and all union, he gives us a small sentence that I would like to draw your attention upon. He says, That union is the very thing that brings the mark of the beast. Whenever there is a lot of union happening around, be careful, that union it might be the very thing that brings the mark of the beast. Amen. We know that the mark of the beast is rejecting the word of God. Amen. But as there the were many unions happening around there, there must be also a union of that has to happen between the bride and the bridegroom. Amen. Amen. That's why the prophet says, I'll be reading as usual a lot of quotes of the prophet. He says in the uniting time and signs, it says, while all this uniting is being going on, there is another uniting going on. Amen. That's what I want to point to you now. God is uniting his bride. She's coming together from the east and the west and the north and the south. She's, it, it, there is a uniting time and that's on right now. What is, what is she uniting for? The rapture. She's uniting for the rapture. They come from the south, from the north, from the east, from the west. It's not only a gathering. Yes, there is a gathering many people. We didn't you know if, if it was not because of the message. I don't think I would be here. I don't think that I will know you, or you will know me. I don't think that we will even have what we have, but there is something that has united us as eagles, where the eagles are being gathered. What is uniting the eagle? What is bringing them together? It's the fresh manna. It's the fresh kill. Because of the fresh kill, we are here. It's not only a social gathering. There is something greater that is the mother revealed word of the hour that has brought us together. Amen. And I say, the rapture, amen. God is getting her ready, yes, sir, uniting. What is she uniting with? With the word. For all heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. She's uniting herself with that saved the Lord, regardless of what any denomination or anybody else says. She's uniting herself. Amen. She's getting ready. Why? She is the bride. That's right. She's uniting herself with the bridegroom. I want to get to one point here. She's uniting herself with her bridegroom. See, the bridegroom is the word. Oh, we thank God that we have identified the bridegroom being the Word. The bridegroom is not an evangelist, it's not another person, it's not here, it's not even the prophet. It is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And the church and the bride and the Word is becoming so one until the very Word itself is working out the works of the bridegroom. You see, a uniting, no more, join the church, no more these, but flee from everything and tie to Jesus Christ. It's the uniting time. God uniting his bride together, bring it back, just exactly uniting the words, uniting the words of his promise. Amen. And we will get to gathering, we are gathering, yes, we are gathering, there will be a gathering, there will be a gathering for the rapture, there will be a gathering here yeah, for the rapture. But let me tell you, there is already a gathering happening now because of the word to prepare us for the rapture. And let me go a little bit further, it's not only a gathering in the physical realm, but there is a gathering that has to happen, there is a uniting that has to happen, it's the uniting of the heart with the word, amen. Amen. As God himself, the prophet says, the same message that's called, he says, Uniting time. Remember, there is a uniting of the word. Coming back, bring back the faith that was delivered to the saints. Bringing back this could only be done in this day. The only time it could be done is right now. Not a strong statement. The only time that the uniting could happen is only now. It couldn't happen in time of Paul, it couldn't happen the other time. It would not happen in time of the martyrs, it couldn't happen in time of reformation. what the prophet says with another quote not no more a church proving his word 64 not more the bride is called see in that day the son of man will be revealed what to join the church to the head unite the marriage of the bride let me just say to join the church to the head let me just put the parenthesis here You can't unite the church to the head. The head doesn't come to unite to the church if the church is being divided. The church has to be united first. But you have to be united. You have to be one body. You have to have the same mind. You have to be united to Christ. Each individual, you have to be united. You cannot, you cannot hate your brother. You cannot hate your sister. We have to be united before the headship comes. Because it's not going to come upon a body that is not complete. You have to have the same feeling of the love of God in your heart. Amen. The bridegroom come will come right through this. When the Son of Man will come down and come in human flesh to unite the two together. When the Son of Man will come down and come in human flesh to unite the two together. We have read this scripture, we have read this code. We have heard about it, but I want to pray that God will make it more and more real to our lives. Lord, I want that to become life in my in my heart. I want be myself to be united. Oh, you become so united to the word, you become so one with the word. As Christ was with the Father, so the bride shall be with Christ. The church has to be the word he is the word and the two unites together and to do that to take the manifestation of the revealing of the son of man not the clergyman. man how many can believe that and say that's the word of god yeah. They say, I don't know. Do you see what I mean? It's the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will come down in human flesh among us and will make his word so real that it will unite the church and him as one. The bride and then she will go home to the wedding supper. He will make the word so real. And we say that so many times and it has to be our prayer so many times because the only point to come to be united, it has to make the word of God real to you. It has to make the word of God real to me. It's not only intellectual faith, it has to become a reality. It has to become something that brings life. Amen. It has to become something that becomes material to you. You and the word become one. We'll make his word so real that unite the church and him as one the bride, and then she'll go home to the wedding supper. Amen. I she's already united. See, we go to the wedding supper, not to the marriage. We are not going to the marriage. The marriage is happening right now. So in other words, it's saying, you know, the marriage couldn't happen in any other age. The marriage could only happen during our time because this is the only time for the true union. It's in our time. Amen. It cannot happen in any other age. Paul has, he espoused us to the, to the bridegroom. He didn't marry us to the bridegroom. Only in our time through the ministry of the Son of Man, we are being united to the bridegroom. amen. As the Bible says, rejoice and be glad. Because the marriage of the Lamb has come. Rejoice and be glad. Don't be sad. This is our time. This is our time to be happy. This is our time to live the world. This is our time to express the life. This is our time to pray, God, unite me to you more and more. The greatest and highest relationship in the human beings, it is the marriage covenant. It is the marriage covenant. It is the marriage covenant. And the purpose of the marriage, the purpose of the message is to bring us to the marriage. Is to bring us to the union. Is to bring us to the union with the word of God. Why? It has to happen in our time. It has to happen in our time because it is the time we have to inherit. We have to possess an inheritance. You cannot possess an inheritance when you are still a concubine. You, oh, concubine is the right, wrong word. When you are still in engagement, you have to be married before you possess your inheritance. Amen. Don't look for a concubine, that's not the time. Right word. This is the day for union. The prophet says, Uniting time and signs. We see the nations uniting, we see the world uniting, we see the church uniting, we see the bride uniting, uniting with the word. It says, as the bridegroom being the word and the bride being the era of the word, they become together in a union. They unite like a wedding. See, they are re- re- getting ready for a wedding. They become one, the word becomes you, and you become the word. Jesus said, At that time, you will know it. All the Father is, I am, and all I am, you are. All you are, I am, in that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and in you, and you in me. See, at that day, what day? This day. It's not another day, it's this day. This day he has to come as he was, in the Father was in Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is in me. How how we have to become to that? Because only when we have the true revelation of that can we become real overcomers. Because if you don't know your position, your, your authority comes from your position. If you don't know your position, you won't know your authority. You have to know who you are in order to apply the authority that has been given to you. Amen. What are the benefits of our union with the Word of God? The benefits are multiple. But in order, like I said, in order to come to the full inheritance, we need to come to the marriage relationship with Christ the Word. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's so good. The prophet says, The greatest of all the uniting that ever was was when God united with man, left his great strain of being God and stretched forth his tent and took in humanity and became one of them to redeem them, unity. That's what? That brought peace between God and man forever how thankful we are in the uniting time and sign but it, let me tell you say it didn't stop there now he's saying that there is going to be another unity it is, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So the problem when you read that scripture, the problem is not, it's not about what you are asking or the way you are asking. The problem is about, is the words abiding in you? Are you abiding in the word, and is the word abiding in you? Because it has become a relationship, the word abiding in you, you are abiding in the word of God. That's why I pray, Lord, may you unite our hearts to the word of God. That's as we pray at the beginning that you come and the word of God dwells inside of us. Amen. As David is saying, unite my, my heart to fear your name. Just analyze that for a bit. The fear is not about the fear of being afraid and everything. Being scared is the fear of reverence and trust and and trusting in him and knowing that he's going to fulfill his word. Knowing that, God, I can take you out your word. Lord may unite my heart so that I come to the level where I just trust you and I just fear your name. I know that your word is is the truth. I want to come to the level, Father, where my relationship with you becomes a love story. It's not only a commandment. It becomes a love story. Unite me to come to that level, Father, where I, I don't see any other thing. I just want to see you. I want my heart to be fixed on you. I want my heart to be single on you. I don't my heart to not be distracted by the other things. I just want my heart to be in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. How can you come to that level? It's when the more you stay in the Word of God, the more you stay in prayer, the more you stay in communion with Him, that harmony is being created, that you stay more with Him. They say, they say, They say love is time. The more you spend time with someone, the more you love that person. The more you spend time with God, the more that love increases towards him. He loves you. It's our time now to love him more and to express our love to him more and more. Amen? This is the age of the union. If a person is not united to the word of God, that person will be united to something else. Because it is the age of the union. Whether you like it or not, you'll be united to something else. Why not be united to the Word of God? Because you have been predestinated to be united to the Word of God. You can't be united unless you agree together. Like I said at the beginning, how can you walk together unless you agree together? The prophet says in the greatest battle ever thought, if you've got your senses, see... Taste and feel, smell and hear. They're all right, but don't trust them unless they agree with the word brother Ed and brother Andrew has been going through that and I remember really enjoying them and really enjoying those services that God has been to us, to our heart showing how the, 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 tower, the control tower towers to start from the soul, and really that way it has to be, it has to be what we have to be agreed upon, amen, if the other senses, yes they are good, they put us in contact with each other, in contact with the earth, but they have to make, to make sure that they agree with the word and the word has to be in the soul, amen, it has, if it does agree with the word of God, put it aside. Amen. God is looking for the soul, Satan is looking for the mind, for the reasoning, but we want to give priority to the word of God in the soul. Amen. Amen. It says, they're all right, but if they disagree with the word, don't listen to them. Now, imaginations, conscience, memories, reasons, and affections, they're all right if they agree with the word, but if your affection doesn't agree with the word, get rid of it. It's not because you have some affection towards something else, but if it doesn't agree with the word of God, you have to take it out. Amen. Let the word come and deal with the heart to give you full authority in the soul. Amen. Amen. Let's look a little bit at the story of Esther. I've been just looking while looking over the stories of few marriages in the Bible. Just looking what the full marriages and the benefit of the union in the Bible. Let's just grab some few nuggets out of it to come to display what, is, what is God is bringing us to and what he wants us to realize who we are. Amen. Esther 2, 14, 7 says, In the evening, she went, and on the morrow she returned unto the house. Read the Bible too. So in the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the woman, to the custody of Shaphaz, the king, Chamberlain, which kept the concubines. That's where the word Cancuban came, came. So, She came in unto the king no more except the king delighted in her, and that she were called by name. Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king, she required nothing but what Agai the king's chamberlain the keeper of the woman appointed, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. And so Esther was taken unto king Ahasuerus, unto his house royal, in the tenth month, which is the month Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign." As message believer, we know what it means. Amen. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. As in the tenth month of the seventh year of the king, Esther's position was changed from the house of the woman to the royal house, Revelation ten seven takes us from the position of the church to the house of the king to be married to the king. Agai, the chamberlain of Revelation 10, is saying, You go and meet the mighty angels and take the book from the mighty angels and eat it up. It's showing that we change the position from the position of the church to the position of the bride. Now with the revelation of the open word, now we can come into union with the word of God that has been revealed. Only through the message you can come into a closer relationship with a husband, the word of God. Although, let me say this, although Esther was fair, I don't think it was because she was beautiful that she was chosen. The Bible says she found favor in the presence of the king. She found she found grace in the presence of the fee, of the king. She obtained grace and favor in the sight of the king. More than all the virgins, she had followed the instructions of Agar. We are following the instructions of Malachi 4. We are following the instructions of the message of the hour. We are following what you told us. Aren't you glad that you can be part of those who are following the instructions of Agar? Because as you are following the instruction of Agar, you have the assurance that the king is going to be pleased with what you are going to be doing. It's not because of of how you look like; it's because of what God has already provided grace for you. Amen. Amen. One time, Brother Dodd asked Brother Banam, and then Brother Dodd, uh, Brother Doubt, I don't know. It sounds German, but Brother Doubt, you U A C H, asked yes, Brother Barnum. Can I have the confirmation that I'm saved? Can I have the confirmation that I'm saved? And I like the way the prophet explained to him. He says, "I'm going to give you an examination of the soul. I'm going. And if you go to a doctor, he told a doctor, doctor, am I feeling well? Am I in good shape? Am I in good shape?' The doctor is going to take the testicles, he's going to take the laboratories, he's going to say different things, and he's going to test if your status of a being of being, you are healthy or not." Now I'm going to take the testicle and the, the examination of the Bible and tell you if you are real healthy or not. And let me give you the examination of the Bible to tell you if you are healthy or not. And he says, I'm giving you a soul examination. See, God for the soul only has one instrument. And that's right. That's his word. That is word. Jesus said in St. In John 5, 24. He received, if you hear my word now, and he that heareth, he that heareth my word, the prophet says, now hear doesn't mean that just listen it at a noise. I like the way he says it. Hear means to receive it. Who can receive my word? Amen. He that heareth, that don't stand still, says, oh, nonsense and damn things, Not there's nothing to it. I don't believe that. But he that hears my word, And that's the word of Jesus, which is his word. There you are. If you can hear my word and say, and believe on him that sent me, has passed from death unto life. I shall not even come to the judgment, but they already passed from it. Amen. That's your heart. I said, now, how's your heart beating now? He said, I believe it. I have heard it. I have received it. I said, then according to the head specialist, the chief operator, the chief doctor of eternal life says, you've passed from death unto life and shall never come to the condemnation. Let me tell you, if the devil comes to you and try to put different symptoms around you, tell him I've already went into the chief operator room and I went to him and he has examined me. Now that I have the token, I know that I will make it. It's not about me making it. I know that I will make it because he has already said that I will make it. Yeah. Message of grace. Just listen to the message of grace. It's a wonderful message to listen to. Message of grace. Grace is sovereign. God gives grace to everyone to give grace. Grace cannot be bargained. Grace cannot be bought. Grace cannot be merited. Grace cannot, cannot depend on your merits. Grace cannot depend on how you look. Grace is sovereign, given by sovereign God. He gives it to everyone to give it. Amen. Amen. And when I heard you preach on the name of Jesus Christ, whatever is me answering, I walked right in behind you and you baptized me, said, And the man that I once was, I'm not that man no more. Something happened to me. I used to care nothing about it and went on the other way, but I've turned and started back this way. And my heart turns burns day and night to get closer to him. And I like that. Is your heart burning days and night to get closer to him? Every word of it, I believe, I say amen to every bit of it. I don't care how it cuts me. I want to measure right up to it. And as, as, as I has, as far as I know, and I said, Seems to me like your heart is beating pretty good. <laughs> you don't need too many complications. Is your heart beating in that level? If your heart is beating that way, let me tell you, the chief doctor can tell you, I can see that your heart is beating pretty good. <laughs> Amen. I believe you are spiritually able now. The prophet concludes. Rosai. The same for us, we are washed in the blood of the Lamb, we are following the instructions of Malachi 4, the chamberlain, we are clothed in the wedding dress, your heart is beating pretty good. The prophet went, he went on the other side, they told him, you know, it asked the people I preach exactly, I told the, told the people to preach exactly like Paul. They told him, we are resting upon that because you preach exactly like Paul preached. Let me tell you, it's not only those who went on the other side. Even us here, we are still resting upon that because he preached exactly like the Word of God says that he preached. He didn't add one thing. He didn't remove anything. He didn't compromise on anything. We say amen to the Word of God. Amen. The denomination have rejected the Word. They vastly rejected the Word. They have rejected the Word. They have refused to be pregnant by the Word of God. But, but the, as as, as, Esther, as we go into that 10 month, we know that we want to be pregnant. We are willing to be pregnant in by the word of God. We want to be united with the king. Amen. Amen. He called the queen to come. The prophet says, is it okay as I'm reading? Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm not confident enough to my own words. I like the prophet words. <laughs> And I think, sorry for that. And he called the queen to come, said by him. So she wouldn't do it, she refused to do it. But what did she do? He was so humiliated, he didn't know what to do. And his own wife wouldn't come. I think that a whole lot like Christ today, Christ has invited us to sit in heavenly places with him. And we are ashamed of it. Many people are ashamed to say they've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Many people are ashamed, this is my word. Many people are ashamed to display the token. Many people are ashamed to apply the word of God. The prophet continues Pentecostal people are right. They are ashamed to say that. We are ashamed of him. And so the queen wouldn't come. She refused to come. It humiliated him. His face turned red. Everybody noticed it. Let me tell you, as a warning, you should not be ashamed of the gospel. You should not be ashamed of the message of the hour. No matter how many people are against you, stand with the word of God. Because it is your husband. The prophet goes even further to say the following concerning the the, the, the denominations. He says, marriage and divorce. Any woman that refuses a man is a child. There is no right to be a wife to him. And you remember in the Bible when King married Esther, because the queen refused, she got him another one. What happened? She refused to come out with the king and obey him? The same thing is when a woman refuses to be wife or husband. It is with the church that refused to be pregnant in the age that we are allowed living to bring forth children of this age. We are not Lutherans, we are not Wesleyans, neither are we Pentecostals. We've got to be the children of this age through the pregnancy of the word of God to bring forth a child of this age, the seed child. What makes us the difference between us and other denominations? It's not because only more revelation and more word. Yes, we thank God for that. More knowledge and thank God for that. But let me tell you the main difference: because other people, yes, they are virgin, they can be more satisfied. We thank God for that, and we thank for the revelation that they have received. But in the us, it requires to go a little further. It requires to be united with the Word of God. It becomes to go into a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That That's why he has whispered us those secrets. He does not whisper us those secrets so that we become his wife. He has whispered those secrets because we are his wife. Because we are his bride. That's why he can whisper those secrets that no others don't know. Amen. (laughs) The secret of the rapture, the secret of all the things that we know, it's because God has come down to have a close relationship with the bride. Amen. Because the bride is, it's a long quote, that kind of sword. Skip some. It says, Children of the Word, the bride will be a lovely little lady of the Word, unadulterated, not touched by any man's organization, any man's made theory. She's purely an adulterated bride of the Word. Amen and amen. I hope you get that out of the air. She will be pregnant, doctor daughter of God. If she's purely an adulterated bride of the world, in order to be pr- purely pregnant, she must be united to God. This is what makes the difference between us and the organization is saying. Esther was only, if Esther was only a concubine, it would have not caused the king to give her the golden s- scepter of the kingdom. If she was only a concubine, I don't think she would be. The king would have given her the scepter, the royal scepter, to her, because she would have been or in a different category, in a different relationship. I like what Brother Ed said the other day. It's not only the Bible. Brother, but the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying he gave her the scepter, and she came up to her. But I like the other comment and put this story and says, also the king came down towards her and gave her all the scepter to her so that she recognized that he loves her. Amen. I believe that what happened to us is well. He has, he has come down to our level and he has accepted to be seen for us so that we can become the very righteousness of God. Gave, stoop down, came descending to us so that he can come to our level, so that we can come to his level. Amen. And the king told Esther, What will thou, when she came to his prince, Queen Esther? Not concubine Esther, Queen Esther. Oh, this is the time already. (laughs) What is thy request? It shall be even given there to thee, the half of the kingdom. If Esther was only a concubine, such authority would have not been given to Esther, no matter what she would have asked. If it was not in a union with the word of God, I don't believe that Sister Sister Hattie Wright would have given that opportunity to ask whatever she needed if she has not united with the Word of God. Because remember, reaction was, "I, I believe this is nothing else but the truth. Remember, you become the Word when you receive the Word. Let me tell you as an encouragement, you just continue receiving the Word of God. No matter how it is, God is going to give you the authority to ask whatever you want. And it shall be given unto you. If you read the message of grace, brother, brother Ed, brother Ed, brother, brother. Barham is mentioning, is mentioning brother Dor, Ed, Ed, and is mentioning him. Says you know him, and the same thing as for sister had to write. That brother having the burden for his children, having the burden for his children. God gave him his children. Do you remember that God gave him the thing that God gave him his children? He gave him all his children. At that time he had probably six, eight, eight, nine, nine or ten children. But at the time God gave him all the children, even those who were not born yet. yet. He gave him twelve children or thirteen children. But even those who were not born yet, God has already given them to him. Let me tell you, we have received a message with such great authority that sometimes we live under our own authority. Keep claiming your loved ones. Keep claiming God God has given you. God is more than able to fulfill that. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. You read the book of Esther. It's amazing how twice she comes to the king. He didn't come only one time. You might say, oh, she came that time. It was just by chance that she came and God and, and, and the king gave her that scepter, of the golden scepter. She came to the king twice. First, for the first time, she came to him and he gave her redemption. He killed, he killed Haman. The second time when she comes to him, he gives her the authority, he give her the house of Haman. He tells her, you know, Esther, I've given you the house of Haman. I've given you the house of Haman. It, it, it was not just a one thing. It, she found grace, continually grace in the presence of the King. Let me tell you, as a bride, we find continually grace in the presence of the King. It's not a one-time situation; it's forever that God's grace in our lives. How can you say it's God's grace in your life because He has chosen me, has elected me, has revealed the Word of God to Him, He has expressed the love of God to Him? The love of God is election. Amen. Amen. If Esther was only a concubine, her life would have not been spared. The first time she goes in, her enemy is killed. The second time she goes in, she's now in a different law. He says, I have given Esther the house of Haman, that the fulfillment of Romans 8, 1, 4. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son and for sin has condemned sin in the flesh. Amen. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Listen to what the prophet is saying about the righteousness. Do you love the Lord? Praise be to God. The prophet says, No man knows the things of God save the Spirit of God and he to whom the Spirit of God reveals them. We need to call on God for revelation more than anything else in the world. We have accepted the Bible. We have accepted the great truths of it. But it's still not not real to most people because the revelation by the Spirit is not there. The Word has not been quickened. May God quicken the Word of God to us. Don't just, oh, I heard it many times, I heard it many times. Has God quickened that Word to us today more than it was before? Are we sufficiently impressed by the Word of God? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, that we have become the righteousness of God by our union with Jesus Christ. Did you get it? It says that we are the very righteousness of God himself by being in Christ. It says that Jesus, he, Jesus, became sin for us. It does not say he became sinful, but became sin for us that by our union with him, that we might become the righteousness of God. Lord, unite my heart with you because only by the union I can become the very righteousness of God. To reject one is to reject the other. To accept the one is to accept the other. But we know that the Bible says that it can't be denied but the revelation of it is missing. It is not real to the majority of God's children. It is just a good verse in the Bible, but we need to have it made life to us. May God make the word of God every day more and more life to us. Amen. If we look at the story of Rebecca and Ezra for a moment in Genesis 24, you love me, you know all the story, but just to save time, just to save time. When that prophet, one time the prophet had a burden in his heart. Yeah, the burden is hard. And he has a burden in his heart, he couldn't get rid of that. He had his burden in his heart. You can have that in the message, the shame. He had that burden in his heart. Something was in his heart. God, what is it? Can I, shall I, shall I confess? Is anything I have to put right? Is there anything Is there anything you can show me in the Bible so I can know where is my position? Is there any character that I can identify my life with in the Word of God? And God revealed to him, and He revealed to him that he had to point him. God pointed him, direct him to Genesis 24, and He identified His own. Ministry with the ministry of Eliezer said, That's it, that's my ministry, that's my duty, that's my mission. I'm here to look for the bride. I'm looking, searching for the bride. Amen. We are not here because that he came here and expecting here, he comes here because God was looking and searching for a bride, and he has found a bride. Amen if you look at the story of eliezer the story of eliezer is going the bible eliezer was wondering it's a huge mission it's a huge it's a huge task it's you something it's something that i cannot do it as a man god i need your help i need your help let the god of my master abraham help me in this duty and and abraham told him you know the angel the angel the god the the angel of the god that i'm serving that angel is going to go before you is going to make your journey successful Let me tell you, it's not bad for his own intellectual that he can select a bride. It is the angel of the Lord doing the work for for him. The angel of the Lord going and making sure that he really selects and chooses his own bride. And then as you see, it's an amazing story. Look at the story of Eliezer. She was not just, the Bible says, yeah, she was pretty. But it doesn't say it's not because of that that she was selected. It was because as while he was praying, God has already answered to the prayer of Eliezer. Let me tell you, you and I, we have not been chosen by a man. We have been chosen by God. It's God who himself has selected and chosen you by grace. The message that we have received is a message of grace. (laughs) In this time of uncertainty, let me remind you, you are a chosen bride of Jesus Christ. Don't you be worried. He has his eyes looking upon you all the time. Oh, amen. Message of grace. The prophet talks about the three rainbows. Rainbow means a covenant. The number three means perfection. You just have to put it in my own comment there. It's the perfection of grace in our time. It's rapturing grace. Yes, there was grace in time of Abraham. There was unconditional covenant. There was the unconditional covenant. There was grace in time of Noah. Those grace all the time. Those grace in time of Joshua. Those grace in time of Jesus Christ. Because for Jesus Christ, the grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, we have also grace and special grace at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are living in a time where special grace is being manifested. That's why we can say, "Sin has no place." Sin has no place because we are living in rapturing grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you, <laughs> for you are not under the law; you are under grace. Grace does not mean you become lax, you become you become open to do certain things, and oh, I'll be forgiven because I can do whatever I want. That's not grace. Grace means the sin has no dominion over you grace means you have overcome not you overcome but god has overcome sin in you because it is the spirit of god working inside of you that's grace things you have been fighting for during the years during the years and all of a sudden by staying in the presence of god is the grace of god remove that thing from you and makes you clean what is that it's god's grace Grace removes sins. Grace makes you to, to be live above sin. Grace makes you not to desire the things of the world, but to desire more of God. Grace makes you to look more, more of God, more than the things of the world. Grace makes your heart to thirst and hunger for more of God. Grace removes hatred. Grace removes grudge. Grace removes all the things of the world. <laughs> Amen. The devil sometimes makes us to miss the target. Oh, the message is, young people, the message is do's and don't and this and this. That's not the message. The message is grace. Amen. The message means it's grace, love of God. Amen. They say, I'm not a woman, but they say, a woman, if she feels love, she do everything because when she feels love. She do everything her husband when she feels that love. All the sister can say amen to that. <laughs> as the same thing, we, we know is love that and he expressed love to us. The more we read the red letter, the more we are in fellowship with Him, we can do everything because we see the love of God being expressed to us. The message of the hour is love being expressed. Amen. May God help us to have more revelation as He said. Amen. It's true we cannot comprehend. When you look in the Bible, we cannot comprehend... The grace of God, the grace of God is so amazing. The grace of God is wonderful. The love of God is wonderful, as the Bible, as the song says, "Our rich and pure, our fundamental and strong." The love of God we cannot comprehend. It goes above human comprehension. If you want to start to understand the love of God, I'll say there is only one place for you, the insane institution. That only place you can maybe be is you're going to understand the love of God. You cannot understand. It has to be by revelation. Lord, I cannot understand it. I cannot comprehend it as a human being. I was lost and undone. I didn't have any merit. You have no background that could save you. You have no merit that could save yourself. You have nothing you can boast about. You have nothing you can boast about even today. Even being in a mess, you still have nothing to boast about. It's only by grace and the complete grace of God. Amen. How could God's grace come take someone like me who was low in sin, but grace of God has changed my life, has changed your life, has made you love him more than anything else? Oh. God's grace is sovereign. Running out of time, but they just put some few examples, the, the things that you know already. If you look in the book of Matthew 1 and Luke 3, we see the genealogy of Jesus Christ and the lineage of Jesus Christ. We see the grace, God, the grace of God was displayed all the time. All the time it has been grace of God being displayed, unconditional covenant to Abraham. Through Sarah, you shall have a son. Three times God projected, protected Sarah because of the promise he gave to Abraham. The first time the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Abraham has already denied and said that she, this one, this one is my sister. He already rejected her. But God had to intervene in order to save Sarah, in order to keep his own promise, in order to keep his own covenant. Let me tell you, God hates covenant breakers. You can read that in Romans 1. Covenant breakers, God hates them, but God himself keeps always his covenant. Because God keeps always and always his covenant. Amen. We fail him, but he never fails us. In Genesis 18, as he comes, Brother Andrew mentioned one time, and it just stayed with me since uh, for that long, and I still appreciate it. As he mentioned in that quote, Let me give you a little grace here. Brethren, and prophet says that minute God would have killed Sarah for disbelieving that angel. He didn't. Look at that angel went down and told Lot's wife not to look back. See what happened to her for her unbelief. But he couldn't take Sarah because she was part of Abraham. Amen. It might look like uh, you can't understand how it can happen. But it's God's grace. Amen. And today the unbelief with the real true church... She has unbelief and he can't touch her. We are in Jesus. You can't take the church without hurting Christ. He couldn't take Sarah without hurting Abraham. So grace covered it and Sarah. God scared and she denied it and said, you didn't do it. You do do it. But she denied it. She was scared. He could have killed her, but because he had a covenant with Abraham and Sarah was included in that covenant, God hates covenant breakers. He couldn't break his own covenant. We have received a rainbow covenant, three rainbow covenants that God can never break. <laughs> Genesis 20, Abimelech is reading. The historian says, those historians that destroy the word of God sometimes, it says, you know, it couldn't happen in a human being how a, per- a person could do that mistake twice, denying his own wife twice. That couldn't happen. It couldn't happen. The Bible says it happened and it happened. Amen. And he, as a human being, he still made the same mistake the second time, the second. But if God had not intervened, Sarah would have gone. Abimelech said to the, he said to God, see the integrity of my heart. But God told him, I don't want you to sin against me. He didn't say you sin against the prophet. You sin against, you sin against me. You sin against me. Why? Because he had a promise that he wanted to keep. Sarah was part of that promise because she was part of the covenant. She was part of the circumcision covenant through her union with, with Abraham. Praise be to God. We are also part of the covenant of christ Amen. by our union with christ we become the very righteousness of god the bride does not go into tribulation because she is married to the Word. god cannot put his own wife into tribulation the church cannot understand that the church will go into tribulation but his own wife cannot go into tribulation because she's united with him she's united with the bridegroom Oh God, unite our heart more and more with you, Lord. Satan cannot take us in this age because Christ has already taken our side. Think about it. Because when we are united with Christ, Christ has already taken our side. Because of the blood of the Lamb, the bleeding word, and our union with Christ, God has already wiped away our past and fully redeemed us. We are not only divorced to our old husband, but we are. our husband is completely dead. But I have to mention that at that time. is completely dead. We don't want to resuscitate our old husband. He's completely dead. We are completely now free from, we are free from sin, free from our past, and being married to the word of God. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Do we love him more? Amen. Musicians can come. I'll put the other things I can Let's put it on at time. Lord, well, grace, I just want to go through that oneness. Oneness with God. If you can go and listen to that message, oneness with God. Unity with God, invisible union with God. You see how it's important to be united with God. United with God. It's grace expressed to us. By being united with a husband. Amen. I'll finish with thought. Mary, you have found favor to receive the seed word. To be pregnant with the word that has circulated for 800 years. I'll say in our time, Mary, you have received grace for God, from God. Because the word that has been promised to you. For many years, for two thousand years, that was in the type for six thousand years, for in the time in the time for, for six thousand years, in the time of Enoch, in the time of Joshua, in the time of Elijah, in the time of Daniel, in the time of Esther, in the time of Ruth, in the time of all the type we can see in the Bibles. Now that word is being made real. Now, in our time, it's our time now to open the womb of the word of God. It says, God, let it be done to me according to your word. Make that more and more real to me because it is God's grace in our life. Amen. We are thinking about the thought about you know the, the, the covenant between, between, between David and, 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 and Jonathan. David and Jonathan made a covenant. It was such a strong covenant, as I said at the beginning. God hates those who break the covenant. It was such a strong covenant. God expressed that covenant into Jonathan and, and 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 David. David, one time after he became king, you remember that covenant. Is there anything I can do for so for, for Jonathan? Is there anything? Is there any child that stays? Sorry, brother. Is there any, is there, is there any? And each other stays from Saul that can still honor Because of the covenant that I made with, with Jonathan. They told him there is one child. He's called Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, yeah. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth I'm close. <laughs> At least I'm close. Mephibosheth is there. But you know, he's lame and he can't walk. And David says, call him. And they call him. Oh, praise be to God. They call him and David told him, you know, I had a strong covenant and I want you to be sitting at my table all the time. All the time. Every time that the king is is, is, is sitting and is eating, I want you to be there. Mm-hmm. Himself identifies, says, but who am I? I'm just a dog. He called himself a dog. You know, the Gentiles, we are called dog. Jesus called that a dog. dogs. but he says, no matter the condition, I want you to be all the time supping with me, having dinner with me because of the covenant I had with you. Let me tell you, we are also low. We are so low as that Mephibosheth, nothing of our own. But he looks at you. He's not looking at you. He's looking at the covenant that he has already made with you that is stronger than your conditions. Think about it. Every time that the king had to come in the morning... That bring that mefivo chef. He sees how they're pushing him. He sees how they're putting at the table. He sees how he can't walk. He sees his infirmities. He sees every time he look at that. But you see, David was looking at how low he was. No, he was looking at that greater covenant that was higher and higher than the condition that he was in, because he had a stronger covenant with Jonathan. How much more with our God? Yes, we make mistakes and things I'm not encouraging mistakes, but let me tell you, just to encourage you, we have received the message, it's God's grace in our life. It's stronger than what we can think. It is stronger than how we look at ourselves. It is stronger than that. And let that our desire be God. May my heart be united with you. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin Far from the peaceful shore Very deeply stained within Sinking to rise no more But the master of the sea Heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now safe.